Okay, so for the last solo show of 2020, I've made a good one for you. This is going to be 20 story tips that you can use in person and in your marketing, in your writing. So stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use their stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. All right, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. This is Jules Dan here. Last episode, hope you're going to be enjoying it as much as I am. Uh, maybe you're on a break right now. I'm definitely, uh, I took my surfboard with my girlfriend in the car, who went up 19 hours up to, to the uh, beach where her mum lives. And so I sound a bit different. I've got my little uh, portable set up here. So wherever you are, I know it might be, if you're up in the north, it might be a bit colder. It's definitely hot and humid where I am. But anyways, preambled enough. Let's get straight into today's content. I've given you 20 story tips you can use for, to end off 2020. Let's start off with a really powerful one. Number 20 is start, oh, so number one, sorry, is start in the middle of the story. So let me just preface this a little bit. So these are not going to necessarily be like uh, all storytelling tips in terms of say like, it's going to be a mixed bag. So uh, how do you in terms of say like maybe in your writing, in person, uh, how to keep drawing people into your stories, just like a whole bunch of different sort of tips. So if you think if you've already mastered storytelling in person or in writing, I still encourage you to listen to this because a lot of stuff. Okay, so number one, like I said, is you want to be starting in the middle of the story. Now, the reason why this is important is because uh, how many times have you seen a good movie and it starts in the middle of the action. Um, and this is a common mistake I often make, you know, you take two, three pages or two, three paragraphs to set the scene, outline the problem um, or whatever, and then sort of get into it. Whereas the best intriguing stories, especially if you say writing an email is always just like right in the beginning. So you don't, you don't necessarily like keep going on and on and on start in the middle of the story, where's the most pain, where's the most angst, where's the most drama, and you can get started. Number two is ask yourself, what is my objective? So this is a great little tip. If you, especially if you start writing, you're like, what, what, did I, what the hell am I doing here? So what you wanna definitely do is, what's the, my objective, you're asking that. So is this story trying to persuade someone to buy? Is this person, this story trying to get them into a call? Is this story trying to, knock the objection that they have seen too many of these offers before. That's why I like asking myself, what is my objective? Number three is email stories and need to be quick and snappy. Avoid long sentences. And that's really, really true. So especially in that lead sentence, I love using things like 
at last or it had to happen or I couldn't believe it. And I'd never try and go, if, if, if I catch myself writing sentences with like multiple commas or it just, it takes a while to say that sentence. Oftentimes it's just a disconnect or it's very jarring for the reader, especially in the email format. So that's why I like to keep my sentences as short as possible. Okay, number four, use all five senses when you can in a story. You probably heard this before, but who knows? Like every time I've heard a reminder, it's just like, yeah, I'm glad I heard that. So use all five senses. That means that smell, touch, taste. Uh, what else we got? Feelings. Feelings, obviously the ones people always use, but smell, touch, taste. Um, or using that inside of your story, especially to describe scene setting. And I'll get more into this one a bit later. But um, uh, yeah, things to describe, like, I love to use sound like explosions or <laughs> not necessarily explosions, but um, how do you describe the sound that comes around it? That's, that's one of the good ones. Let's get to the next one, number five. Be vague with some details so that your customer can imagine the story details themselves. Now, this is leading on from the last one. So let's just say, um, I heard this tip from Steve Larson. Um, he's actually a really good marketer. But I remember he tried to just describe a setting where he walked, where he tried to walk everyone through and everyone pictured a different mental image. And basically he got you to walk inside of a home um, and he said the smell of, of dinner coming off and it was just amazing. It was like your favorite dinner. And then you, you, you stood, stood on this creaky floorboard and it made this, that same creak you always hear. And, and, you know, like he didn't actually say what it sounded like or what it smelt like. And he got you to interpret it yourself. Now I think this is actually a bit better if it's a spoken story as, as far as I'm concerned, um, cause you can put more emphasis on your inflections and stuff like that with writing. It probably will be a better idea to include it, include this. So this one's for more in-person stories. Number six, not every story has to follow the epiphany bridge script or the story brand script. Okay. So if you've read expert secrets or if you've read uh, story brand by Donald Miller, you will notice that their story arcs are quite long. What if you only have 150 to 300 words to tell your story inside of say an email? Chances are you're not being able to going to go, okay, what was, what was the backstory? What was the internal and external desire? What was the wall? What was yada, 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 yada. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's pretty hard to fit that all in. So a coach, uh, one of my coach, one of my coach, my coach Pete, he told me the best model to follow that still delivers a great story and that is tension and discovery. What was the pain? What was the problem? What was the angst? Then what was the discovery that led to a solution? I love that story structure. So that is, in that is if you're strapped for words or you're just like, you don't have time to think about the story structure to the T from either story brand or Epiphany Bridge, tension discoveries, your best friend. Number seven, we've got use stories to match your objective. I mentioned this before, um, but I'll touch on it again. So let's just say you have long time customers who've been to 
every live event, how do you convince them to come or the, or uh, yeah, for instance, how do you convince them to come? Um, that's why you got to use stories to say like break the ego. There are all these other super successful people who, and he's been to uh, X seminars and he hasn't missed it before. And he's the best in his category. Or another one would be say like your objective is that um, whatever you do, whatever it's you do, whatever it takes uh, in order to make this work. And I remember Dan Kennedy told this story of how he had this customer who sent, who recorded on a cassette tape and sent it across to him as a, a testimonial. And basically the dude was almost homeless living in his car had next to no money. He bought Dan Kennedy's mail order business by selling his own blood, which I don't know how that's legal, but apparently he sold his own blood, did a whole bunch of other like odd stuff to make the money and slowly and slowly, slowly got out of his car into a share home, into his own apartment, into his own mega million mega million mansion using Dan Kennedy's um, mail order business course. And so the point of that little story is that he purposely picks that up to be like, if you don't think you have what it takes, then listen to this. And that's why I always like to just think about what story, what's the, what's my objective with this story? Number eight, I've got when you tell a story in person, you need to be animated. Okay. So something I've noticed, especially from my girlfriend, my girlfriend, Gabby's grandmother is that she's a really good storyteller. And what I noticed is that she just hooks everyone in because she's very animated. So her facial gestures just bring you in her hands. She doesn't quite stand up, but she really brings her hands in as well. And sound like they use sound effects to, to sort of like illustrate what's going on. And I, this is definitely in per, an in-person tip. Uh, so hand gestures, facial gestures, sound effects to really create the mood when you're telling a story. Number nine, I've got using pacing voice inflections to create mood. So let me give an example of this. So let's just say you're describing a story and it's about to come up to the conclusion. And then all of a sudden you just, there was a climatic ending and I just, they just weren't sure what was going to happen. But then all of a sudden, that's what I mean by pacing, right? So if you want to build up for excitement, nice, faster words, whispering. I love using this whispering to create suspense. People lean forward and then boom, you talk louder and then instantly like hook people back in. These are different ways. I learned these from Toastmasters. Uh, awesome way to hook people back in. Right. We're halfway through. Number 10 is if you write an email with a story that's too long, it can probably go into two emails. I can speak this from a personal experience. I'll be writing an email for a client. It's just like, you know, you just go into the zone, type, 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 type. You think you're getting all the answers in. You think you're knocking off all the points, the story arc. And uh, 600 words later, you're just like, what do I do? Now, you'll, you'll, probably hear, you'll probably see a lot of marketers out there who are really good writers and they they'll write either 500 to 800 word emails. I don't know about you, but I'm not keen to read that much. 
like uh, it should be a quick scan, you know, like get the gist of it. Some of them just go off on long, long, long things. But my point is that if you've got this story that you really want to tell, but it's just super long, consider putting a cliffhanger in the middle and then telling it over two days. Number 11, give customers a script to guide them through a good testimonial. All right. So typically what I like to do, almost like tension and discovery, but it's like you want to sort of ask instead of, because here's the biggest problem with testimonials you'll see these days. It's just like, okay, they turn on the camera and they're like, oh my God. So I just had this program with Julian and I just want to say he was amazing. The tips and advice he gave me just gave me so much clarity. And so if you're looking to, to really improve your copy, then I highly recommend you go check out Jules. So you might think, Oh, you know, like you gave him some praise. Uh, he said it was really good. I highly recommend him if you want to do a copy thing is though, who is that speaking to? You know, like what's the problem? Cause we're all emotional creatures, right? What is that emotional problem that someone is going through that they might be landing on this and they've heard it all before. If they've probably heard all this testimonial script before, it's like, how do you differentiate? So the thing I do is like, first off, you want to describe the problem that the person was going through problem, the struggle they were going through. Then next you want to talk about how the person helped them. Like what specific things did they do to help them through it? So that could be support. It could be, um, whatever it is, I'm running a blank here, but talking through how they fix the problem together or how the person fixed it. Then you want to talk about the specific solution and how that solution made them feel. Okay. So he made, he wrote this fantastic launch, which meant I didn't have to write a single thing. I had zero stress. I could simply copy and paste all my emails into my autoresponder without thinking, click send, and it made a lot of money. And that just made my day because I, for eight years I've done launches and this has always been the most stressful thing the time of the year. That's way more specific in terms of a feeling and a base and a results based thing. The last thing I want to do is tie that testimonial is who would you recommend this to? I love doing this. I would, I would recommend this to any other coaches who are feeling stressed and overwhelmed with writing their own launches. Uh, if you're feeling like you're getting leads in from your launch and you just don't have the energy to show up, this is the person you need to hire. Okay. There's a little shameless plug. <laughs> Number 12 is open loops. So like I said before, if you had that super long email, 600 words and you're trying to tell that story, maybe cut it down the middle. I love to use open loops. Uh, as a cliffhanger, but I also like to use open loops to keep the reader reading inside of my emails. So what do, I mean, what do I mean by that? Let's just say that you're promoting something like I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily do this at the start, but maybe like down the, down the middle, or this might be even better to say like in a sales letter, because generally you want to get to the point in an email. So in, you'll see in a lot of really good sales letter, it's like, so what is this fantastic opportunity? Well, I'll tell you in a second, but first, and then they go into, uh, I don't know, like a feature or benefit of the product or continuing the story. Um, so that, that, that's the main thing I want to say, like before you sort of want to reveal 
what your thing is, the big promise, whatever. I'll tell you in a second, but first, it's a great open loop strategy. Number 13 is to make the personal universal. This is a fantastic story tip for if you, if you don't necessarily, so here's the thing, like it, it is talk, it is good to talk about personal experience in your stories. Um, but you want to also want to make it as relatable to the reader as possible. So if, if that's why it, it's, um, if someone does this rag to riches story, but you know, like they were never, they never had to really struggle for it. They just like, they completely got it. They understood the marketing, understood the sales. They created the business basically in a few months and there was no, no growth pains. There was no struggle. There was no 10 failed campaigns. There was no spent money on, on three different coaches and they all didn't deliver. There was no uh, waking up at 5am and, you know, working a few hours before work and then working in like an actual job, job coming home, really tired, still have to do the stuff to build the business, that sort of struggle. Okay. If you don't have that sort of universal, I, I, I know where you've been. I've been in your shoes before. It's a lot harder the reader. It's a lot harder for the reader to feel like, Hey, this person gets me. Uh, and, and that's why I like to say, I know, I know how you feel. I've been there before, but only if it's truthful, um, so as best as you can try and replicate, look, I've been in your shoes before without, without sort of skipping the struggle. Um, and on that, um, you can tell this is number 14. So on a Facebook ad, on an email, you can tell someone is trying to persuade you when they say, I was just like you. And then they tell their struggle story. So 13 and 14 really back off of each other. Um, this is, this is a good one because there's a good quote from Dan, Dan Kennedy that, that he says, be the wizard, beware the wizard, which means, you know, be the, the niche leader, be the expert, but be careful of other people's persuasion spells on you. So, you know, like oftentimes they're just selling you something just, package differently it's and you just got to think about like when they're saying i was just like you and they tell you their story and then you get roped into it and you're like oh this is a new thing i want to get just be careful number 15 youtube ads that convert well flash results then tell the story not the way other around so let me give you a bit of example on this so recently i've been running a youtube ad campaign for a hyperbaric chamber, hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Um, and the, the model we followed was Alex Becker's. Now there's a few different people who are teaching YouTube ads. There's not many, I think there's like less than six, really, really less than six big people. There's a few other models where they've got um, grab, teach, invite. That's John Pendlebury, I believe. Um, but the reason why, and this is what from Alex's case saying, this is what we'll rewrite is that it takes too long for, if, especially for YouTube, if you just go into the, like a full story, um, I think it's the wrong format, especially for YouTube, like first five seconds before they click skip, you need to tell who's, who is this for basically? 
So like, so if you're a blank, 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 or if you, if you, do, if you do go into a story, it's like when my son, so this is for the hyperbaric thing. It was like when my son was diagnosed with irreversible brain damage, like instantly, like, okay, brain damage. And then we go into sort of the story and outline the, the problems that he had to face, that the dad had to face as treating this kid. Um, and then we sort of talk about instantly how like, and there was this little known thing that he dis- that we discovered that would help him walk, see and talk again in the first six months. Um, and then, so where am I? I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but like, you I like to pay attention to YouTube ads and, and some of them just take forever to get to the point. Some of them are just like grab, teach and bite. Great. But you know, like how believable and how credible is that sometimes like we're all super skeptical. The ones that really hook you are just like promise proof, proof, proof invitation to go wherever. Um, they're all really direct response driven. So if you're doing YouTube ads, I consider doing it. Uh, flash results, then tell the story, not the other way around. Hey, this is Jules here. I just wanted to interrupt and bump in to talk about something I know will really help you on your online business journey like it helped me. I want to give you the keys to writing emails uh, sell. And not long ago, I actually helped a client sell over $150,000 in coaching programs. We didn't use a funnel. We didn't have any ads. We just used email. And the best part was that she only had a tiny list of about 2,000 people. And the lessons in here have taken me a lot of trial and error to understand how to craft emails that sell. And that's why I want to fast track it for you and give you all my secrets. So it's a checklist I've put together called the five costly email optim mistakes and how to avoid them. Inside, it's packed with timeless principles I've learned from old school direct response marketing pros. They're always the best. And it shows you the anatomy of an autoresponder series that gets results. But just to let you know, there are no quick ninja hacks that become obsolete in a few years. I've only picked the best stuff that's been proven to work again and again. And you can grab this checklist by going to julesdan.com forward slash email mistakes. So that's J-U-L-E-S-D-A-N.com forward slash email mistakes. All right, let's get back to the show. Oh, good. Let, let's the, let's the show roll on. I had actually on my notes here, 17 was missing. I'm like, how is how, 17, 18 were missing? I'm like, how is that possible? But I just accidentally backspaced it while I was talking here. Okay. So I believe we're up to 16, which is add color in your email stories. And the way I like to do that is when you try and describe something, say like a verb, like fast, slow, hungry, uh, colorful, you would say faster than fill in the blank. So funny one that, uh, coach, my coach Pete likes to use is faster than a politician breaks an election promise. Uh, I'd, or we've got slower than, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm really struggling here. <laughs> be like slower than a grandma trying to pay for groceries with pennies that was a terrible one but like the more vivid you can get <laughs> i should have prepared a few better ones i'm sorry about that but like the more vivid and the more like known that you can 
you can give the most what's known in that to what to what to what's known for the reader i think jamie atkinson gave a good one which we said louder than a kid screaming at the top of his lungs in a nickelodeon movie or something like that I'm like wow it really paints a picture in your mind what that looks like and that's how you add color and uh, number 17 is use transitions in your story so it flows a lot better so i like to use it's the same with dot 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 or i use so here's the thing dot 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 or even i ask a question like so what does this mean question mark or what does this mean for you question mark and this just sort of transitions from like one idea until like your point um or if you say like telling a story and you want to segue into selling something that's when that's when you try and use this transition it's the same with so here's the thing what does this mean for you i like those things i don't have 18 here it's magically disappeared from my list so i will continue to 19 if i have an extra one i will add it for you uh here we go okay number 19 I, I got this one down okay so being selective with your humor depending on the context now humor is one of those things where uh it works quite well on stage but seeing as we're in a global pandemic uh you know it might not be as applicable humor works quite well inside of emails you know occasionally being a bit more light-hearted, 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 self-deprecating humor, that sort of thing is always appreciated. But when it comes to say presenting on a webinar or using a sales pitch and you tell a joke that flunks, especially in your stories, like uh, it's something you try and avoid. So always think about that. What's the context you want to use your humor in when you're telling your stories. I'll get to I'll get to the missing 18 don't worry um, number 20 is to use noble objects to describe space so people can visualize it I, I heard this one before from like a, a reporter or something when they were trying to describe um, the size of a, of a meteor crash or some sort of sinkhole or something they said it's the size of a football field um, as opposed to saying it's it's got a diameter of 372 meters. So, so people will be like scratching their like, what? Oh, football field. That's big. Okay. So when are you trying to describe stuff? Um, <laughs> that works really well. Uh, something that's really funny. Um, I actually watched to do this wrong though, <laughs> is that I actually watched a, a documentary on yes theory about uh, they followed up on some doc, uh, some, Netflix documentary on some alien abductions. I, I find that stuff interesting, but anyway, it's a different conversation. And the woman was trying to describe how high the, the, the UFO was off the ground. She said it was four barns high. And then another bloke said, trying to describe how, what was the size of the UFO that he saw. And he said, Oh, it was the size of a Volkswagen beetle. Now <laughs> they're, they're a bit strange. Like, make it a bit more known to what's everyone else like to most people who was who would think if you're under 30, under 30 like how big is a volkswagen beetle like if you don't live in the farm like how how the hell big is it how big is a barn so just 
keep it contextual to what your audience might think they actually know. Okay, last one. This one I forgot. So especially if you're telling us, so obviously if you're not using stories in your emails, like what are you doing? Um, They're the best way to engage people, show off your personality, uh, so many other benefits. You can just, you can sell without selling. Uh, It gets remembered. You, You stand out from everyone else. Like what else do I need to say? So, but the thing is that I've found that if you, if you have a curiosity based headline that goes into a story, you typically want to give a payoff that's linked to the headline or to the subject line. Okay. So you're giving the payoff, which means you're, you're satisfying their curiosity. Uh, after you've already, you, you've, you've given them a bit of a cheese to get them hooked in like a mouse mouse to a, to a cheese to a mouse trap, not necessarily, but like, um, like I said before, I think I sent one this morning saying like uh, how he how he made whale blubber and freezing cold a sexy offer. And then I talk about inside of the story, probably about like opening paragraph, I talk about how uh, Ernest Shackleton was this polar explorer in Antarctica who pretty much sold that really bad dream of going to Antarctica, you're going to have to sit through all this cold and eat whale blubber and endless danger and stuff like that. But I, 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 the main point of what I'm trying to describe, describe is that whatever is in that subject line, you definitely want to pay off the reader. If it's, especially if you're telling a story, you want to give them a little payoff towards the start of your email. And then obviously you want to get them hooked in. Keep them hooked in, listen, listen back to this episode. Plenty of good nuggets. Okay, so that is the end of today's podcast and 2020's solo show. I hope you hope you enjoyed all the podcasts this year. I've had an absolute reprieve year. 2021 is going to be bigger, better than ever. You know, if you're ever considering doing a podcast, you know, this is just going me on a riff, but like, Hands down, some of the key things I've taken away from this year is that you may not have a big list, you may not have a big following, you may not have a lot of uh, like a super long waiting list for clients, but if you've got a podcast, man, people want to come on your show. Big people want to come on your show. And if you know how to pitch yourself correctly, you can get some serious players into your world just by setting up a podcast conversation. Like it is, we all know relationships are the number one thing in business. Uh, if, if you're trying to find some sort of edge, you're looking for some sort of new thing in 2021, been listening to me for a while. My recommendation to you is start a podcast and it'll also help you get better at storytelling. So like you can't just tell content and be like, expect people are going to keep listening. That's why I always use stories at the start of my podcast to tell a little bit about myself so I can make it relatable and then sort of talk about the content. So many cool things about a podcast. You'll grow so much. And that's, that's I don't know why I'm talking about this. I think it just, I'm just being like, everyone might be thinking like, what's the new thing for 2021 uh, podcasts? hundred percent. And storytelling is your vehicle to make it a really good one. That's it for today. Have a happy new year. I 
Christmas, whatever religion you are, uh, have a nice break. You'll still be hearing from me on Thursdays. I've scheduled heaps of other podcasts. I'll be running right through the year, Christmas, New Year. But for me, I'll be coming back into early Jan, excited, motivated. Still am, but I've got a lot more content to share. That's it for this week. See you later. Have a good new year. Bye.